1: Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens.
3: And I'm Shelley Brooks.
1: And we are enraptured by today's guest. (laughs) Host of the podcast. We are. Yeah. Uh Host of the podcast, a very good year, author of the book Fun City Cinema. You may have read his work in the New York Times, Vulture, Slate, and Vanity Fair, film critic and writer, Jason Bailey, everyone.
2: Hi. Uh, Hi okay. Michael. Hi Shelly. Hi kids. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Uh, Hello. <laughs> Thank you are for you? Being yeah. here. I'm 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 great. Thank you for having me. Though this is uh this I'm I never miss an opportunity to talk about uh, movies that make me horny. So, um, this is, this is a favorite podcast and, uh, and it's just, it's a thrill to be a guest. Oh, we are not alone. Yes.
3: <laughs> oh, we're so glad. Oh my God. <laughs> so Jason, we, we originally met when I was a publicist at yes. uh film forum. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So how would you say that like the, the film like landscape has changed over the years?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, I've you know, I've been a film critic here in New York for about a for a little over a decade now. No, yeah. Um, And it's tough, you know, it's like it's the I feel like the the rep market here uh, on in in some ways is bigger than ever. There are more choices than ever. There are more sort of places to go see them than ever, but also not a lot of people taking a lot of chances, you know. Sure. Um, playing a lot of you know people playing it safe, at least in terms of the rep programming. Um, but you know, I try to get out. I try to be a good little movie goer. I try to see what I can. I try to support the theatrical experience and all of those things, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's tough. It's, it is, it's yeah. a little scary out there. What's your
3: favorite um, rep cinema right now?
2: Honestly, the place I end up going more than anywhere anymore is the Draft House in Brooklyn, just really? because cool. of because of Weird Wednesday, yeah, um, oh, and, yeah. and and to, and to a lesser extent Terror Tuesday. But like they're showing uh, in those two specific rep programs are showing the kind of like offbeat. Stuff I can't track down at home. Like, if I'm getting out of the house, I have a really nice setup at home. You kind of have to as a film critic. Um, If I'm going to leave the house where I already have many, many movies to watch to see something, I want to see something strange. I want to see something that maybe I can't stream easily I want to see something where seeing it with a a similar group of weirdos and perverts at nine 30 on a Wednesday is going to be memorable and like worth the trouble. So that's, that's kind of how I tend to do it. So
1: off the top of your head, what are three uh, viewing experiences that you've really enjoyed
2: recently? Oh gosh. Um, 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 okay. Okay. Um, they hold on because this is, this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull up the app. Good. Uh-huh. I'm gonna, good i'm gonna look at my tickets it's a
1: great app it it I, sometimes i'd be forgetting like what the fuck did i just <laughs> see? And go back yes, and be like
2: yes i exactly. saw this shit last year <laughs> no i saw i mean i got to see um the nude vampire um jess franco's the nude vampire was a weird wednesday pick back in october nice. and um holy shit Ooh. Um that really it really was kind of it was one of those I was very tired the night I went and it was kind of an evening show. And it I I I think I even nodded off a couple of times, but it was one of those ones where it was like the movie itself is such a like sort of surrealistic, dirty dreamscape, anyway, that it was just kind of like it kind of added to the experience. I saw Crimes of Passion for the first time at Weird Wednesday, which was a mind hole blower. Um, always one I'd meant to see, cause I've always had a thing for Kathleen Turner, but it, it was, oh, yes, it was something, it was something <laughs> to see. Um, and then, uh, I saw they showed, this is the kind of thing I'm saying that like, I, you literally can't see this anywhere. They did a mashup movie called triple Fisher that, um, combined the three quickie made for TV movies about the Amy Fisher story. Yeah. Um, uh, into one movie like rotating casts as oh the story my is called so like you'd see like Drew Barrymore as Amy Fisher in one scene and then Alyssa Milano as her in the next scene and you know and but all in this sort of very camp early 90s TV movie t- you know based on a true story yeah. TV <laughs> docudrama style but then with this extra surrealistic layer of like in each of them you know had the endorsement and and um uh uh um, participation of a different uh, party in the story. So you're also seeing like what it was almost like Rashomon like, yeah. but oh, in a yeah. very trashy early nineties TV movie way. So those were That's probably amazing. like my top three of recent memory, at least.
3: That's so good.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: I love, I love. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are not going to be talking about, uh, i wish unfortunately
2: freaking wish some of those names may come up later though just (laughs) a warning oh
3: yeah (laughs) so who is your crush that you want to talk about and which movie are we going to focus on
2: I I thought a lot about this. Shelly had to prompt me by email two or three times to to, to finally reply to the prompt. Not because I was dragging feet or second guessing or didn't want to do it, but it's it's a huge question because I get a lot of crushes um, and uh, and have some unusual tastes and kinks, which we can get into or not. But um, I ultimately landed on that I wanted to talk about Sandy Dennis. And in particular, the reason for this was just that I, uh, as you mentioned, I wrote a book that came out last year called Fun City Cinema, New York City and the Movies that made it, which is a hundred year dual history of New York City and New York City movies and the conversations that they're having. And so I watched just all the great New York movies and, and some obscurities and discovered some mm. things and so forth, and was really kind of aware of Sandy Dennis for the first time. I'd mm. obviously seen her in things. I've seen Virginia Woolf, you know uh, I had seen this film previously, as well as um, five and dime. Cause I went through a whole Altman uh, mm. sort of top to bottom, watch everything right after he died. But in th- there's a handful of movies that she's in, in the late sixties, early seventies, um, up the Down Staircase, uh, Sweet November, the original Sweet November, um, the, the original uh, Out of Towners. Um, I have to stress the original because there's a terrible <laughs> remake with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn that's such a piece of shit. But the original Out of Towners, which comes up pretty frequently on Amazon Prime, with Jack Lemon and Sandy Dennis, is like a little uh, urban decay masterpiece. It's mm-hmm. such... A funny, you know, sort of one crazy night. There are these this couple in from uh, Iowa because he's seeing about a job and just, you know, they're in the middle of a garbage strike and a (laughs) transit strike. And there's a pouring rainstorm and they get mugged. And, you know, it's all the sort of terrible things that could happen to you in New York in the early 70s. Anyway, Sandy Dennis is in a bunch of these movies and I watched them in chunks chronologically. So I just watched a lot of her in this real concentrated period. And I was just struck, number one, by how gorgeous she is and sexy. But also she just was such a specific, perfect type for that movie, for the late Mm 60s, early 70s New York movie. She has this really sort of inherently neurotic persona. Mm-hmm. she uh she has a way of delivering lines that is sort of like uh she has just such a specific rhythm to the way yeah. she speaks and it's just perfect she's just perfect for that period and so mm-hmm. i just loved her and then she was on my mind again because we recently had um millie decherico uh from tcm underground on our podcast a very good year and she mm-hmm. recommended a sandy Netus movie i hadn't seen called the fox which is a very mm-hmm. sexy um uh, movie where she's pro, it's like one of the, it's like 67, so they're mm-hmm. still kind of coding queer content. So she's like, she's in a lesbian relationship, but they don't really come out and say it. But there's other graphic sex stuff in it. It's a strange, terrific performance. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to talk about Sandy Dennis. <laughs> oh. But then. I wanted to go back to the cold day in the park which I had seen earlier just because I I didn't remember it all that well but I remembered that there was I just knew there would be m- more for us to talk about in this oh my god than any <laughs> yeah, of her other yeah. movies. Um and I'm fascinated by it because I think it's a great movie and I think it's um uh I think it's really fascinating as an Altman movie and of a piece with some yeah. of his other stuff and also for her performance which is both uh wrong and right for it. Anyway, this is all stuff we'll talk about when we when we dive in. But that's that's why I wanted to talk about her and that's why I landed on this particular title.
3: Awesome. Yeah, so so Michael, for people that don't know this movie, could you give us a little synopsis?
2: Which they might not. It is not an easy movie to see.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> a rich but lonely woman invites a handsome but seemingly mute young man to live with her. As she becomes obsessed with him and he rejects her advances, she makes him her prisoner. Hmm. This is not a great synopsis.
2: Yeah, (laughs) weird
1: synopsis.
3: (laughs) Doesn't quite capture what it's like watching the movie, but... (laughs) But that is IMDB for Mm. you. There you go. (laughs) I think something that will uh, get us more in the mood for the movie, because it is a very horny movie Mm. is the sexy trivia.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh I'm looking for the... Oh, there we go. There (laughs) There we
1: go. It's time to get slick for some movie chatting with some movie trivia. I'll kick us off with number A. The film was met with scathing reviews. Indeed, one of the film executives who hired Robert Altman told him that if he had seen the kind of film the director would ultimately deliver, he would have never hired him in the first place. Mm. I disagree. (laughs) disrespectful.
3: (laughs) Mm. Rude. Rude. (laughs) Jason, would you like to read number B?
2: Altman sent the script to Ingrid Bergman. Who told him she was rather insulted by the part? Ooh, it is. And Vanessa Redgrave, who suggested he try Sandy Dennis. Oh, very good. Very nice. Oh, Shadow Why don't you take us home?
3: I'm gonna finish <laughs> with this piece of trivia. Michael Burns, the actor who plays the boy, is a former child actor who went on to a distinguished career as a historian, writer, and college professor. After other TV and film credits in his late teens and early 20s, Burns left acting to pursue his interest in history, graduating from the University of California. He earned a Ph.D., University in 1977 and wrote a acclaimed history book, Dreyfus, about the Dreyfus Affair.
1: Wow, look at all the things an
2: education can help you do, isn't that, Ooh, yes. isn't that something, <laughs> Shelley? I've never heard the Dreyfus affair sound dirtier. Uh, like, it sounds like you had an affair with Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming Ooh, the book narcissism. is about. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> it's great. Honestly, I would have an affair with Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> fair to be fair <laughs>
2: yeah yeah understandable
3: <laughs> well that was a beautiful oh jason so yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did you first see this movie
2: so as i as i hinted before yeah when rob i moved to new york in 2006 in the fall mm. and robert altman died i want to say like december like not long after i had moved here maybe right. sometime that fall i believe Mm -hmm. and um new york uh retro cinema god bless it um Mm -hmm. ifc center did like a couple months later however long it took them to put the damn thing together did a full-on like every robert altman movie they they showed oh my god um over the course of about three weeks and there were some that i that i missed and had to track down at you know kim's which was still open r.i.p um or other you know sketchy sources but i saw a lot of altman stuff for the first time on film a lot of it in a theatrical setting uh at the ifc center and this was one of those um that i saw in that sort of you know i've always been an altman fan um but the the filmography is just so gigantic and uh esoteric and things are hard to get a hold of especially that sort of weird wilderness period in the eighties, but also some of this early stuff hadn't seen official home video releases at that time. So, so I just really took the opportunity to, 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 to binge as the kids say, um, on some Bob and that, so this was the first time that I saw that. And I really didn't know what to make of it. Mm. Um, because I hadn't yet, you know, they were sort of doing it chronologically and I hadn't yet seen, the other movies of its ilk within his filmography, mm-hmm. um, specifically Images and Three Women. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see the three of those together, they are sort of a, you know, first of all, female protagonists, which I think is really interesting because, you know, the big hits being what they are, you know, MASH and Long Goodbye, mm-hmm. California, the sort of iconic uh, altman movies are all kind of guy movies but like he was yeah, and he,
3: Nash, i would say is like particularly like misogynistic yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes
2: absolutely <laughs> um so we tend to think of him as a guy director um yeah. and the player you know being the the, the comeback movie same thing mm-hmm. but you know there he the, especially this stretch of the the you know the late 60s and 70s he was making really compelling movies about really complicated women as well mm-hmm. Um, They just weren't the sort of big hits then and, you know, have not become uh, sort of cult movies the way that some of the other ones uh, that were not successes have. So, uh, so I was, but I was, I knew it was, I knew I was fascinated by it. I knew it was kind of something I didn't quite understand yet. And that, you know, and the first time you watch it, you don't know where the fuck this thing is going. So, (laughs) you know, it does benefit from rewatch and to sort of know, more about her going in you can kind of see things about her as the film Mm. goes um that's my long-winded answer to how i first saw the movie
3: (laughs) no but yeah I, i i'm curious like i mean you talk about like the the altman movies that have like really you know gotten like a hold on the culture like yeah what do you think it is that like that this movie hasn't really become like a at like a cultural touchstone in the way that like even like come back to the five and dime has you know mm-hmm. i what why do you what do you think the difference is there
2: I mean, I think there are a few explanations. Some of it is just accessibility. Like this, this movie is not one you see pop up on like, you know, Amazon Prime or Criterion Channel or all, because it's, it's got a weird Canadian ownership and who knows what, (laughs) who knows what those guys are doing. But, um, you know, but the way that like the long goodbye is sort of a standby on Prime, um, things like that. Also, you know, Elliot Gould has become an icon. So like this or California split or whoever, like this, you know, people seek out people seek out five and dime because shares an icon. Sandy Dennis, I think for a great part because she died so young and Mm -hmm. was working sort of so quietly in the eighties when there weren't a lot of roles for an aging woman who was not Mm -hmm. classically conventionally, I guess, beautiful. Yeah, I guess Um, (laughs) hard, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that she she wasn't working much in the last few years of her life. And then yeah. I really think, like, I think what's fascinating about her career is that that last role was in The Indian Runner, uh, which Sean Penn directed. Yeah. And I really feel like the way that 70s or the way that 90s indie filmmakers so wholeheartedly embraced 70s cinema, I really mm-hmm. feel like had she lived past, you know, 1992 when she passed, you know, some, one of those guys would have written a great role for her. She would have found she, there would have been a second act to a career that there tragically isn't for. Yeah, you know, like I very much could see a career. Uh, excuse me, a career trajectory for her that's sort of like Pam Greer's. Um, Interesting. Yeah. You know if somebody could have written her, you know, that kind of a good role, and she could have just continued to make her way as a kind of a character actress, but you know that, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So the point is like now not a lot of people even know who Sandy Dennis is. And if they do know her, yeah. they just know her from the, you know, from, from Virginia Woolf. Uh, and so that's not a draw to seek it out. Um, mm-hmm. It was a flop at the time. It got bad reviews at the time because, you know, psych, uh, you know, this sort of psychological thriller drama, Mm-hmm. uh was kind of ahead of its time um yeah. i feel like if this movie had come out in 73 or 74 it might have been a bigger success
3: oh yeah I mean, the abortion scene is like straight mm. out of like uh one sings the other doesn't the right. uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah so you know it's i similar. think and also, and also i think the like i said the altman filmography is just so huge yeah. that a lot of people don't make it to the deep cuts because right. there's just so much to take in right. right.
1: i honestly have only seen popeye and uh (laughs) good movie yeah i mean
3: i am what i am (laughs) i
1: said enough's (laughs) enough i get it Those guy's great (laughs) i
3: I do also wonder with sandy dennis like one of the things that i love about her as an actress is that she is like pretty broad and she's Mm -hmm. pretty like neurotic and you know she is very like on the surface and I think I've I've seen some criticisms of um, Michelle Williams in the Fablemans and Um. I always think of sandy dennis because i'm like he's giving a kind of like sandy dennis kind of performance is
2: oh my god i wouldn't have made that connection but yes oh
3: oh the first time i watched it i was like she's sandy dennis (laughs) yeah
2: she totally is no 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 and you're right and that is a kind of acting too that did sort of fall out of vogue yeah um in in even the later part of the 70s you know when every everybody Mm -hmm. was getting very naturalistic i think that's i think that's true as well
3: yeah, I I think that there is like a very uh, a mood at the moment that you know I I haven't read the 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 book that just came out recently about uh you know the the method. But, oh, Isaac um,
2: Isaac Butler's book. Yeah, it's yeah, great. yeah yeah.
3: Um, but 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 something that like in my like acting classes I've done and stuff like I I have found like very frustrating in like a lot of film criticism is like the idea that like um quietness or like yep. subtlety is equated with naturalism yep as um uh, not not naturalism with a capital n yeah but naturalism as like you know being realistic and and yeah i think that sandy dennis like she she's very big yeah in a way that like i think is very real Yes, but
2: and appropriate think, to the character she's playing. Yeah. Like, this is a big character um, yeah. who, who has to telegraph some some pretty yeah. pretty heightened emotions. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, and and same thing in Virginia Wolf, and same thing really in mm-hmm. Out of Towners in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's very true. And I think that's one of the things that makes her so compelling to me as, as a screen presence, is that yeah. she's not afraid of that. Um, mm-hmm. but I also don't think she, at least in the work of hers that I've seen, tends to overdo it.
3: Oh, I agree. Yeah. And I and I think that like I also really gravitate towards her because she's not afraid of aging and the yeah. sort of like vulnerability of aging. Cause yep. like I mean, I love her in the five and dime because she's like so mm-hmm. she's like an she's like an open Vain in that, and like it is part of that is like because she is like an older woman, you know, like trying to grapple with her younger self, and yeah, yeah, it's just amazing,
2: yeah. To that end, in terms of age, that that is the only you know, my the only thing that that I think I don't know, I feel so I have such complicated feelings about her work in this movie because I think she's so Mm. great, Mm. um, and I also think on a surface level, she's miscast, um because she's too young she's yeah, just too she's young
1: She's entirely too young she's too yeah, young yeah. for the
2: role she was and I looked this up and I did the math she was like 27 or 28 right. when this yeah. when this movie was made like she's you know the literally the year before she did sweet November which is like <laughs> such an ingenue that like Charlie's there yeah in the remake like that's that's what a babe role that is and like you know the year before you know a couple years before that is Virginia Woolf which is also like an basically an ingenue young beautiful vibrant woman um so it's 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 I'm fascinated by it because she 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 acts the role Mm beautiful she Mm -hmm. does not look the role um you know and even the things they try to do to age her like the kind of severe hair just ends up like This ends up like accentuating what great cheekbones she has. You know what I mean? It's like (laughs) the idea, like by the end of the movie, where they're like, "No, you're trapped here. You have to stay here and fuck Sandy Dennis." And I'm like, "Okay, what's the problem?" uh You know. Um, (laughs) so I was fascinated by that bit of trivia, Michael, because you know those are those were older actors that turned it down who seem much more age appropriate Mm -hmm. you know none of them hideous by any means but but older in a way that might gross out a young dope (laughs) a beautiful young dope but a young dope whereas like sandy is not you know they they give her these dowdy clothes they give her you Mm -hmm. know they they pull the hair way up you know they try but she's just kind of too hot to play no she's in (laughs) <laughs> in my humble opinion
3: yeah and i i think that was part of like her sort of like downfall as an actor is that mm. like she had this like old soul yes. you know yes. from the time she was really young like yeah. even she's in like virginia Woolf, and yeah yeah I and think it, it was you kind of hear that in like, her age yeah yeah,
2: yeah. and you kind of hear that also in her voice she has this kind of great whiskey soaked voice that's <laughs> a little that's a little uh older than she looks and yeah 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 um yeah. you know, and you can especially then tell, you know, and it it is sort of a you you I sort of you realize it as you're watching the movie that they've got mm-hmm. her play because she spent also spends all of her time with like old people doing old people yeah, shit, you know, and it's like <laughs> and like the only guy who's hitting on her is this like ancient doctor. And oh I'm just god. like, come on, this is Sandy Dennis. What are you guys doing <laughs> here? Yeah. You know.
3: Anyway. Let's be real. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael, did you know Sandy Dennis before this movie?
1: Only from Virginia Wolf. Don't yeah, that's it. So this was a very new experience in the entire
2: topic. Oh. We should mention her Oscar winning turn. Yes. In yes. Virginia Woolf. Like yes. I want to give gotta give Sandy her flowers. Oh, yeah. for, she deserves uh, her flowers for sure. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, yes, 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 definitely. But
1: this is my this is my second experience with her as an actress. And oh my god, the restraint yeah. the yeah. that she has yeah. is just yeah. incredible. You don't see it anymore. Yeah it's all gone. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No. And, and, and what you were saying, uh, Shelly about, uh, you know, about her broadness, I think in this role, particularly because so much of her of her motivation mm-hmm. and sort of inner life has to be conveyed in facial expression in just yeah. pure reaction. And so like the look on her face when he first like takes off his shirt
3: yeah,
2: she did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and when she's like undressing him and that, you know, and those first sort of interactions where it's like, is this motherly? Is this mama? Is this, you know, is this seductive? Is, you know, what's happening here? Um, And, you know, like, God bless her. He's very pretty and he doesn't talk. So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. ideal, <laughs> ideal young man. But, um, you know, but So, because she can't really say what she thinks, and he Mm -hmm. is putting on this muteness, we can project all sorts of ideas and ulterior motives onto both of them, and they can onto each other, you know? And she makes assumptions about him, and he makes assumptions about her, and then he goes home, and there's whatever the fuck is happening with him and his sister. I don't know what's... Um, (laughs) um, You guys... (laughs) (laughs) The end <laughs> of <you best> <laughs> ah!
3: <laughs> well, that that opens up a question that i would like to post to you jason and yeah. to you michael about your what you think about like acting styles because like i i think that i read this maybe in a book of interviews with uh uh woody allen <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but
3: he, but he talked about um diane keaton yeah. having like these expressive eyes that could mm-hmm. like tell a story and the, like her eyes and her eyebrows that, you know, she was telling everything. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think that there's like a camp of like the Diane Keatons. Mm-hmm. And then there's a camp of like the, you know, Kristen Stewart's who, you know, I think she was great in uh crimes of the future doing like a big performance, but mm-hmm. like, I think when she's really good, she's doing the sort of like nothing performance. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, yes. So so what what really like works for you in like a cinematic performance is it like the the quiet kind of performance or the big one and yeah michael like what what do you think like the the theatrical thing the the big thing or the thing that's like you have to like really look into like their iris and be like oh that's what they're communicating you know
1: Mm. this is a big question
3: yeah, I know.
1: It was a very big. <laughs> and I know
3: it's like contextual, but like yeah, in general, like what what really you know speaks to you
1: in general. I my initial response is like, well, it depends on the movie. It depends on yeah, the of thing. course. But <laughs> like, you don't have I, to put on
2: the dumb guy voice. I was going to say that. But yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you,
1: thank you. Uh, <laughs> I always put on the dumb guy voice for no reason. Um, <laughs> but I would say. I like to be pulled in a little bit more yeah. um, mm. by by a performance or by an image or by, you know, mm. a script. Like, I love, that's why I love, uh, oh, my man. Uh, uh, oh, God, Paul. Paul. God. Oh, God. Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader. Jesus. Oh, thank you. Oh,
3: but he's a theatrical dude.
1: Uh, I, there are some movies where I feel like, ah oh, he's very patient. Um <laughs>
3: Patient, but like oh i think he is like first,
1: a, first a- reform i felt yeah. like was met me where i needed to be like slow me the yeah. fuck down tell me to look at this fucking door yeah. for like 20 minutes like yeah <laughs> actors who can do that um and exercise restraint where i know like shit is happening in their heads mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, i'll never but know that's what one it of is things like, i
3: love about Strader is that like we i mean we watched uh blue collar together yeah. and or for the podcast and like i i think that that was like a a movie that was yeah, like, that was wow, that, was a, that was, was a big
1: loud movie yeah, yeah
3: for sure yeah that's what i loved about it this like it, it feels lived in but it's like mm. it's doing a lot yeah. you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah
3: But, but I, I see i see what you're saying I, yeah
2: i do tend to go back and forth based on the performer Um, because I just think there's, uh, because I think some do each well, True. the analogy that I've used, and I'm glad that you mentioned Kristen Stewart, because I actually, Mm. I wrote a piece about why she's so good, uh, Mm. after personal shopper came out and the analogy Mm. that I use that I, that I, that I want to make sure isn't, (laughs) it sounds vaguely insulting to everyone and it's not, (laughs) is that some performers are dogs. They... (laughs) bound up to you and they 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 jump around for you and they want you to pet them and they want you to love them. Yeah. And some performers are cats. And they make you come to them oh. and they make you get down on their level with them yeah. and they make you connect with them. And I think Kristen Stewart is like the foremost cat actor of her generation. Um oh. and for a lot of actors I think that works. I think it's a it's mm-hmm. a tremendous style of acting and also is a very sexy style of acting
3: yeah yeah Um,
2: but sometimes you know the other way is 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 what's right for the role and what works best and so forth so yeah i mean like i don't think if you had a cat in this role the movie doesn't work because that's just too much work between the the sort of the um the 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 sort of in uh the difficulty that you can have getting to the material through the script and the direction. Right. If you also have the barrier of a closed off actor in there, you just mm-hmm. have no nowhere to go as a viewer. Yeah. Right. So,
3: so thinking of um, like kind of the iconic Altman actors. So like, um, like a, a Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Is he a cat or a dog?
1: That's uh, Yes. Thank you for asking. He's a dog. <laughs> dog.
3: Sutherland's a dog. Juan? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um Explain. Well, uh, you know, he's because he's got that sort of smart aleck personality and you know, he's he's a class uh-huh. clown and he wants to be liked. Uh-huh. Um Elliot Gould is a rare example of a cat or Ooh. dog because Ooh um you know in something like like mash or even like california split he's doing something yeah. that's very sort of big and theatrical and enjoyable and so forth but mm-hmm. long goodbye like i mean is the definitive cat performance it's literally like the movie yeah. is about a guy with a cat he spends the first 10 minutes getting cat food and that whole movie he's like mumbling to himself and he's talking about you know um you know he's that's that's a cat performance okay. um um Shelly Duval. I was gonna ask, Shelly Duval. Yes, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Shelly Duval uh-huh. is a cat who acts like a dog. Whoa! Whoa. Love this. I like this. Oh my yes, go on, okay. please. Okay. Specifically in Three Women, um, she is so sort of tortured and internal but she's putting up this front like she's a good time girl
0: uh-huh.
2: um uh-huh. and like she's fun and fun to be around and so forth and so on and that that you know pl- that uh tension is key yeah. i think to a lot of her best acting what um, about brewster her in brewster or or Bud yeah, court in
3: brewster. In...
2: that's a dog performance she hadn't quite figured out how Ooh. to do both yet
3: and thieves like us
2: that's a cat performance.
1: Ooh. Uh, okay. Uh Kathy Bates. Ooh. In. Come I'm back sorry. to the five and dime.
2: Oh, God. It's yeah. Been ch- yeah. Oh, that's a dog, right? <sighs> that's a dog. Yeah. 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 It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Memory serves. That's a dog. I have
1: one me. more and then we okay. probably need to draw a like infographic about this because I am. <laughs> okay. I am forever. Okay. Fascinated by this concept of cat actors and dog actors.
3: Yes. Uh Tim <laughs> Robbins
1: so in the player. Uh yes. cat performance.
2: Okay.
3: Oh, good. Okay. I love cat performance.
2: That. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna he stop ma- myself. He really makes you come to the to come to him in that uh-huh. one, I think. Um Oof. It, all the way through. Like it's a cat performance that knows it's a cat performance. Oh god, okay. Mm. All right, all right.
3: What boy. about Julian Moore's Bush? <laughs> <in Trump? laughs>
2: That's a cat performance, Shelly, because it's it's a beautiful pussy. Come that's on, Shelly. Thing. <laughs> Are you just going to lay up like that? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Let me stop before I ask Like okay. all of the Gosford Park uh, cast. Like...
2: <laughs> it's been too long since I've seen Gosford Park. I will Ooh. do Come on, more. Now, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'll oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, gosh.
3: So, so, Jason, now that we've talked about uh, Julianne Morris Bush, Bob Yeah. Yeah. do you remember your first, like, movie crush?
2: So clearly, uh, because it's it's still active. But I have to, like, I've told people this before, and I found that I have to front load some specific information. (laughs) Okay. The specific information is that I am one year younger than Drew Barrymore. Right. One year. So I developed a crush on Drew Barrymore in (sighs) E.T., Right, which is the thing you you people have to know. You were also a child. People I'm have to yeah, know, yeah. yeah, know that, that.
3: Not.
1: this happens a lot on this show um, because one of my big uh, crushes that I won't get into was Alexa Vega and Spy Kids when I was a child. Sure. When I was sure. a
2: fucking child, child. you were a child. Yes. You yeah. say that to anybody so,
1: without the information. Two then.
2: children, yes. two child, mutual yes. children. <laughs> so. Drew and and Drew and my um libido have aged simultaneously. <laughs> right. So I was in high school when Poison Ivy came out. Oh. So that was really a big deal. Fire I started uh, yeah, oh yeah, no no no, like I'm 10 12, yes, set everything on fire, Drew, <laughs> including my burgeoning loins. Um, I'm in high school when Poison Ivy comes out. I'm in college when the Playboy spread comes oh out. Oh my God. Oh. I'm in my twenties when Charlie's Angels comes out. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, when was been...
3: the David Letterman flashing? Oh
2: God, like college? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that really Yeah, huge. Perfect. Huge. <laughs> so Drew has always been there for me. Like she's Amazing. always been there for me, including Amazing. now, like this current, like, warm cozy mom drew i
1: love love that vibe Mm. lying
2: in the rain Mm. yes (laughs) yes drew in her 40s because here's the thing about women in their 40s they know exactly what they want sexually Mm. they know Mm. exactly what they want intellectually and they will tell you to give it to them and i want drew to give me all of the instructions
3: i can't wait to be 40
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff
3: so did were you in like like a movie family that like knew the Barrymores or no not not like,
2: really my okay. dad my 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 dad raised me, and he was a very he was a casual movie goer like we okay. we were active at the video store we occasionally went to new releases for people he really liked et cetera, et cetera but no i okay. I didn't really know about any of that until. You know, like her sort of first, like, I still remember the people, you know, little girl lost, you know, cover story that got into her, like, you know, clubbing at nine and, you know, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. And that was when I kind of got the family history there. But yeah, so, you know, other these other crushes have come and gone, you know, but Drew is a, a, a port in a storm. Just I'll she'll always it'll always be there between us.
3: Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh um, so were you like a video store kid?
2: Oh, big time, big time. Yeah, I was I was born in 75. Um okay. so yes, yeah. I was I mean, as soon, we had a video store in walking distance as soon as I could go uh. to it I would. Um uh. I I very much sort of grew up in the aisles and that was And then as soon as I could work at one, I did. Uh, so I was one of those guys. Nice. Um, I worked at four of them in between like age sixteen and you know twenty eight. Uh, <laughs> always just for free rentals because the pay is shit and the people are terrible to you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you get to just take home a, cr- a stack of movies, you know, and 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 learn <laughs> your learn your shit that way. So yeah, that's yeah, very much the video store kid.
3: That's amazing, Michael. Did you have like a go to like video store rental when you were growing up?
1: Uh, probably Blank Man. Um, that blank is man. blank man. I don't know yeah. that one.
3: Blank
2: I've man. seen blank man, uh, Damon, Wayne. Damon, Williams. uh, David, and El- directed David by and Mike Binder. Binder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It, it's, a, it's a fun, dumb movie. Uh, um, it's a
2: very dumb and very fun and uh, very ahead of its time in terms of satirizing the uh, the now. Uh, ubiquitous superhero oh, movie tropes uh, way yep. ahead
1: of its time
2: yeah um, yeah what is that like 95 something like that 94 like that. 95 yeah somewhere in there yeah
1: um, but that one and then probably Robocop Robocop is the movie I've watched oh, yes. the uh, most. Um, yeah. I stuff. was like 11 at the time too so it, I mean, <laughs> wildly inappropriate yeah, yeah. we've we've talked about it a lot on the show like, oh, yeah. my dad will just he'll be like all right uh, you, ain't, you haven't seen Robocop oh you have to watch this you know
2: <laughs> yeah
3: I did have the thought the other day. Is it um, Christmas or New Year's that the hot lady with the big glasses kisses Robocop? I
1: think it's <laughs> New Year's.
3: Because I was like, or maybe Ooh. it was Mistletoe. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: that is what I want <laughs> for either yeah. holiday. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or both. Both or is both. Fine.
3: Yeah. Give it to me every day, please. There you go. There you go. <laughs> big old glasses, curly hair. <laughs> yep drunk lady at a holiday party
2: yes indeed
3: <laughs> we love it oh my gosh i must
1: i must ask shelly did you <gasps> rent like back in the in the video store era did you mm-hmm. rent a lot were of you the- alive in the
2: video store era shelly i'm just curious uh, oh,
3: i was i was okay. we had a okay. blockbuster right by my house nice it was deal that's that was my first uh like movie education
2: there you go there you go. The AFI-100 shelf.
3: Weirdly, like, like, you know, smart, like, blockbuster. Like, nice. I, I first saw um, Singing in the Rain there. Oh, I nice. first saw, um, I think, maybe, like, a Peter Greenaway movie there. Wow. <laughs> well done. In the middle of nowhere in Georgia. <laughs> nice nice work. <laughs> yeah. Someone working there was, like, yeah. doing the good work. <laughs> yeah. What, what were you saying, Michael, though? <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I was saying uh, which which would be your most frequently rented film?
3: Hmm. I think it was probably Guys and Dolls.
1: Nice. Mm. That musical is so fucking fun.
2: That That is isn't. That I mean, that is an everyone is hot movie. Yeah. Everyone in that oh, movie oh, is, yes. oh my god, forgingly hot like at oh the peak god. in okay. that movie. Yeah. Marlon Brando's I Can't Sing yeah.
1: Ass, oh, love yeah. him,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinatra <laughs> <laughs> with his padded butt. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yep. we got that. To bring back the good. padded butts, we really <laughs> do. <laughs> We really I, do. as a flat-ass man i i concur i'm also a flat-ass yeah. man welcome brother yeah. oh let's do it oh. We're bringing it back
3: people don't need surgery just pad your That's pants bad. come what on are you, what are you trying to prove yeah. Nicki minaj just yep. pad your pants oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't get the bbl yep. <laughs> you are beautiful as you are yes well, Michael, I think you have a little quiz for us. Do you not?
1: I do have a little quiz. Ooh. So this is all uh, trivia that is uh, relating in some way to that cold day in the park. So I will uh, ask a question. Jason is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I sourced the questions. I, I really had to, to think broadly here. So you have a shot. Um, all right. But how
3: how do we uh, say our answer? Do we like say our name? Do we go? Shout your own name.
1: Shout your own name. Uh, Classic rules. Um, All right. So I'll start with an easy question. Laszlo Kovacs was one of the most prolific cinematographers of this era. And he makes the job look easy. Speaking of easy, you will get one full point for guessing two easy films this cinematographer has worked on *Before and After* that cold day in the park, which was, which came out in 1969. Has a little clue, Jason. What do you got, Jason? Easy Rider.
2: Ding ding. <sighs> and uh, five easy pieces. <laughs> ding ding. <Ow>! ding oh. <laughs>
1: One million good. points to Jason.
2: Good. good, good.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Damn. Uh, I think I think we can, I think we can we can even it out. Um, okay. Now I don't know where I read this, but this very manly actor was very keen on getting the role of the boy, but after a chat with Robert Altman, he was turned down. Bleep. I think you're just too old. Who was this actor? Oh,
3: uh, oh, oh, oh,
2: uh, Jason. <laughs> yes, Jason. It sounded <laughs> like I was answering like I was the answer. Was it? uh, <laughs> Was it Warren Beatty? <laughs> no, ah. it was no, not um, Warren okay, Beatty. Okay,
3: so, Damn. uh, oh, um, uh, mm, Man and Keen. Uh, thinking Anthony Mann.
1: Uh, no. It is not Anthony oh, Mann. Damn it. Um, uh, I will give you both one more chance to steal for one million points. Okay,
3: Keen. Keen.
1: Uh,
3: is that a clue? No, that's
1: not a clue. I don't know where oh. I oh. read this, but this very oh, manly...
3: Uh, ooh, red, red, red. I don't know where I... Redford! Redford! Kelly! The, the... Redford Belly, <laughs> Redford!
1: I'm just gonna keep reading this this it's a bad clue maybe. I don't know where I red's the movie this
3: <laughs> reds. Why not a war baby?
1: no no uh, there's an actor that was in
3: Jack Nicholson who's in Reds I think it's
1: Jack Nicholson <laughs> Wow easy you got rude You, you got it rude
2: Rude if I Damn. <laughs> I will say worth losing the point for the experience of hearing Shelley shout Robert Redford Shelley Robert Redford which was like <laughs> vaguely sexual in a way I won't get into.
1: Um okay, there's a part 2 to this question.
2: Um, um, good.
1: So, uh Jack Nicholson was rejected for this role because he was too old. How old was Jack Nicholson? Uh, at around this time, around the time of this forty-eight, uh... you, forty-eight.
2: <laughs> no, oh my god, <laughs> no, Jason thir- thirty-three.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's around like
2: thirty-two, thirty-three. So, yeah. Does <laughs> the same year he came out? Gold. Yeah. 33 would also be too old but 48? Yeah. Shelly how old do you think Jack Nicholson is now? I,
1: I so badly want to know what that conversation looked like if he was 48 hey I, I saw this role I thought it would be great uh, let me do it I can do it
2: Jack
3: Nicholson has looked 55 for like 40 years yeah,
2: but if he was 48 and 69 Shelly is he a Highlander? what's happening?
1: is a wizard <laughs> The great Him and Sean just
2: highlandering around
1: <laughs> it would make perfect sense there you go um, <laughs> um, okay I have one more question um, so uh, Sandy Dennis portrays an interpretation of the outdated and potentially offensive archetype of the spinster the yes, spinster referred to an unmarried woman older than what was perceived as the prime age range during which women should marry. Uh huh. in Regency or Georgian England, what is this age range?
3: Shelley, um I'm going to say 25 plus.
1: Close enough. 1 <laughs> million points.
2: Uh <laughs> wow shelly you i mean you you
3: i am a spinster
2: who <laughs> you, you look i wasn't gonna say that i was just gonna say you i was gonna put it in like the 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 nice guy feminist way of <laughs> you've had to live under this patriarchy and its rules shelly so only you fully understand yes this yes. question <laughs> hmm. So
3: In a French way, I am a woman of a certain
1: age.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Shelley, you and Sandy Dennis are the two hottest spinsters I know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think we get
1: to give it to... I think uh, even though you both broke even with like two million points apiece, I think we have to give it to Shelley. Give it to me because I'm an old woman. I think I, out of... uh
2: no, you're not old. Pity no. for her 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 advanced age and <laughs> yeah. look at the man.
1: You know what it is what it is, Shelly? Uh, uh, we don't meet the know. rules.
2: <clears throat> what can we do? <laughs> no, she got one more right than me after after your vague, broad, <laughs> terrible hint and my very good answer to that. Vague, broad, <laughs> terrible hint. Uh, then she got the second male lead. True. Of, of Reds. Red. <laughs> Red. <laughs>
3: We're going to have Jason back for our Reds episode. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm in. I'm in.
3: Listen, I'm dying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael,
2: mm.
3: write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This was a fucking delight. Uh, Jason. This Yay. was so fun. Oh, uh, thank where? You. Where can people find you? What, what do you have coming up?
2: Well, uh, our, our current podcast, which has only been up for a couple, three months now is called a very good year. <laughs> <Couple three. laughs> uh, I, and I know. And we're very proud of it. It's a, it's, you know, we did a fun city cinema podcast, which is still out there. It's 10 episodes. It's, Uh, further explorations of the stuff in the book. It's narrative, nonfiction, audio, storytelling. It's like a little documentary. Um, We loved doing that. It was so much work, you guys. We spent so long on it. So we said, let's do a podcast where you just get to talk to people you like. Nice. As Sure, you can understand Great format. Um, <laughs> yeah. so the new pod is called a very good year. And what we do is we invite a single guest on mostly been film critics so far because we're using my Rolodex, but also <laughs> filmmakers, actors, you know, people who just love movies. We ask them to pick their favorite year of movies. Oh. And then we walk through that year together. They give us their top five of that year. We go through what won Oscars and what made money. And so, you know, talk about what was happening in the world, Uh, And it's a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun doing it. um, And it's a great excuse to get, uh, as you again know, smart people to tell you good movies that you should go watch. So I've enjoyed that aspect of it as well. So that's on whatever podcatcher you use. It's called A Very Good Year um i'm trying my new year's resolution is to get the fuck off twitter but if you want to follow me on instagram my instagram is at fun city cinema and i post everything that i write on there as well as you know uh pictures of uh people i like so
3: (laughs) amazing and michael where can people find us
2: y'all can find us
1: on all socials at everyone is hot pod that's every number one is hot pod And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars, nothing less, okay?
3: (laughs) Or fuck off.
1: Fuck right (laughs) off.
3: (laughs) Uh, And what should the listeners do?
1: Oh, stay horny. Horny.
3: Horny. (laughs) 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 Harmonize.
2: right at home.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.